Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. Oh, Oh. Andrew's not here. Andrew's not here. He's on vacation. I'm David. And uh, Andrew is, uh, he'll be back next week, I'm pretty sure. He's, uh, well. Maybe. There's some flight things happening. Airports are ruining everything. He got stuck somewhere in the United States. Yeah, this isn't new. We all knew airports are terrible. But we do have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, So we're going to do all of that. We have a bit of a backlog. YouTube testing some games. Pixel Fold review is out. Tesla charging standard is just all the dominoes are falling at once and it's all happening. Yes. Uh, First of all, wait, David, you know this is a video podcast, right? Wait, is my camera being covered up? You are... Oh. completely behind oh oh sorry laptop that you brought let Do me you mind uh, maybe sorry i'll just moving it turn it there we go oh that's, that's huge difference that just made better right jet oh that's fine oh it's glitching no way really <laughs> i am shocked by this okay can we can we can you explain what's in front of you right yes. now? yes i don't know i've not seen this until now okay so this got announced at ces and finally finally came out like that, a couple weeks ago that is actually all you had to say yeah <laughs> that explains yeah. <laughs> so much of what i'm looking at if this was announced at ces and yeah. it finally just came out in, in june okay so the, what is this it? computer is called the lenovo yoga 9i or yoga book 9i um it's a dual screen laptop laptop yeah strong word laptop is a strong word because you can't really use it on your lap you can sometimes there's basically four different form factors of it um i got very excited when i saw it at ces Mm -hmm. and then a friend of the show uh michael fisher did a review on it recently and i was like well he'll he'll review anything that folds i know exactly that is that qualifies it does fold in half but it's kind of dope because it has two screens so you can either have it in like dual screen landscape orientation or dual screen portrait orientation and it's got this like like folding what would you got the origami back kickstand i see that that also wraps around the exterior keyboard it's actually very cool i'll just show it to you real quick okay so you can click like this yeah i'm trying i'm really trying and then the origami not only does it hold the pen it wraps around the keyboard okay that's just got it like that but then, but the magnets aren't very strong. Can I hold it? Yeah, you want to hold it? The magnets don't seem very strong. On that or this? Oh, I thought this was magnetizing to the laptop. No, no. 
Oh, so you have to hold, you have to carry both. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> you also have to carry the mouse. So you have to oh. carry the laptop, the case, yeah. and the mouse all separately. Yes. Why? Um, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is this actually good or is this just kind of a, a fun thing if it's you're bored? It's fun. Like, if you're bored with laptops, this is cool, but this is actually not. But there's so many great. form factors. Like, look at that. So, like, I mean, yeah. It's like origami, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Magnets. So you can have it, yeah, be le it like leans back. For audio listeners, I'm very sorry. There's only one angle. There's only one angle. Yeah. And it's, well, no, because there's that. Well, then your top screen, I guess, has more angles. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> I'm just messing with it. It's fun. It's a fun piece of tech. Um, I wonder about these types of computers sometimes. Yeah. Because I see sometimes the, uh, the Lenovo Yoga Book and the, all the ones that like flip over and the commercial with like use it in tent mode, use it in yeah. b in tablet mode, yeah, and they work. And as a reviewer, I, I I guess I can only say like yeah, they do work. But as a user, I can't help but wonder like how many people actually <laughs> use it in these different modes. Lenovo is like the only company that would ever make something like this, of course, because they just make so many products that probably nobody buys. Well, off axis, that screen is blue. Yeah, the screens are not color matched like at all oh, God. um yeah so it's running a 15 watt i7 uh intel processor but it's it's the u series so it's 15 watts so like you probably can't do anything that intensive on this yeah but personally like for research purposes and stuff it's kind of fun i think ultimately i would rather just use two arc instances on my 16 inch <laughs> macbook pro yeah um but i was that guy at the coffee shop yesterday with it and Wait, I was, did you have a vertical like yes i did <laughs> <laughs> so you had the keyboard in front of you uh-huh a screen in front of you and then on top of that a second screen because yes. of how you had it oriented mm -hmm. oriented? Yeah. oriented oriented yeah. yeah oriented yeah that's weird thanks it is what were you using it for like what, what were you using i was your writing the podcast for? i was doing i was had the script on the top and i had uh the websites i was referencing the info from on the bottom hmm and as someone who uses two screens all the time, because I like using two screens, I would never use this as my main. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. That's exactly what I was getting to. I feel like we're so generous. We're like, oh yeah, it's like kind of cool, and the origami and the magnets are kind of strong, and I, I would never use this. Yeah, it's yeah. cool and fun, and I just wanted to play with it. So That's and, totally fair. And it's the closest any tech manufacturer has gotten. To crumple phone. That's true. There's like seven <laughs> creases in this thing, if not more. That's, That's true. Actually, a fact. We're yeah. on the fast track to progress, baby. But they did think think it through really well. Like the the origami thing wraps around the keyboard. It holds the pen. You that, know, it, I I can agree with that. Yeah, it's well thought out. Yeah, and there are a lot of clever things that they did to make it do what it does. Yes, I would still never use it though. <laughs> Correct. Got it. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, Fisher and I have had a fun time talking Am I about it. Close-minded? Is that crazy? I just would never <laughs> whatever. Oh, what, it's okay. What is tent mode? Tent Oh, well, so there's technically five modes for this, right? Right. Tent mode is the thing that Lenovo tried to pu push when the original Yoga came out that was the first computer to like go around uh 360 degrees for the audio listeners david has folded the laptop hinge backwards on itself so yeah. now it's sort of this it's triangle with two so, outward facing screens i'm a tent yeah so i'm a wigwam <laughs> i'm a tp um so at this point you can just sort of do this if you don't want it to be like would you ever do that 
well, my Google Doc is on the other side. Yeah, it's just shining a screen out. Wait, does it not turn off the other screen when it's in 10 mode? No. Oh, it seems badly designed. I also want to play like Go Fit or uh, uh, Guess Go Who Fish. or Battle Battleship or. I also want. Well, no, because you can't have two mice doing two separate things. You just have to fling that instance back they're not, and forth. They're not yeah. both touchscreens? They are, but it All would right. like pull focus from your mouse if i was like working on something it would pull focus to the other side oh if it if it could run like two separate mice with two separate instances and you could just have two people working on two different documents on one computer that'd be dope with that, that would that be insane. u-series processor <laughs> that would be insane it would die <laughs> on the other so side fast. of the table yeah i don't know yeah. um if you use oh. your laptop intent mode, please tweet at David Emil. I want to. <laughs> I gotta see this. I want to see what is like unironically, on not just yeah. like I yeah. have a laptop then cat that can sometimes go into tent mode. I yeah. want to hear from you if you actively bought a laptop because it can go into tent mode. Yeah, and then you do it all the time. Yeah, I don't believe you. Exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to note really quickly that. When I took this out of the box, everything worked. And then it had 75 Windows updates, um, which I'm not even joking. Wow. I installed all of them, and then everything broke. All of the, like, putting the keyboard... Oh, because I didn't even show you this feature yet. So if you want to, you could use it like this, uh-huh. and then you take the keyboard out of the thing... And if you put it at the top of the oh. bottom screen, this becomes a trackpad. I've seen that. And so if you put for it audio on... listeners, David just took the keyboard, put it on the second screen, and it's like where a normal keyboard would be on a laptop. Yeah. And if you put it on the bottom part of the second screen, you get this thing where either your calendar or your Outlook shows up here. And then a really crappy like Microsoft News thing is on the right side. And you can't change this at all. I want to make a video on this called, this is really cool, comma, I would never use it. <laughs> You want to make the video? I kind of think that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could. I think I'm, I kind of. We like could it. also this like is make every a... CES product yeah. dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. You go to CES and you see things like this, and you're like, "Oh, cool," and then you just walk away. Yeah. And that's kind of what this probably. But was. Lenovo is the only company that actually ships this stuff. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But it's just so crappy that you cannot replace this crummy like news widget. It it's just permanently there. there. You can't edit this bar at all. Man. Yeah. It was pretty much Fisher's biggest uh, gripe with the thing. Good for you, Lenovo. I mean, not good, but still, you're you're doing things. You're doing. You're keeping things. it interesting, and I gotta give you credit for that. Yeah. I wish I could use Arc on this, but not on Windows yet. Fair. So I'm stuck with Edge. Yes, you are. Or Chrome. Or Chrome. Oh yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. I factory reset it, and it finally works again. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm happy for you. <laughs> there's another problem, but I think we should move on. <laughs> Let's talk about YouTube for a second. Okay. All right. So we, we had this on the dock. We wanted to talk about this. I actually have no idea how they plan on doing this because they had some steady integration a while ago that kind of sounded like this. But the new headline is that YouTube is testing games on the platform. Yeah. You got games on your platform? Uh, <laughs> the idea is uh, you'd be able to play a game uh, on YouTube.com. That's the whole idea. Yeah, either on the on the website on desktop or also on iOS and Android. Yeah. Um, Netflix did this last year. They launched like a games thing. How did that go? It's out in the U.S. Huh. Uh, it's I haven't tried a lot of them. It feels kind of like crummy mobile games. Yeah, I've heard mixed things. Like one of my friends said that they did it one night when they didn't know what to watch, so they just played the game, and it was like mildly entertaining. And then another friend said they tried it, and it was like the most 
janky thing ever so they just yeah. never use it again in my eyes it's like the chrome dinosaur game when your internet's out just a really really low priority background <laughs> thing to do when you have nothing better to do it's something netflix like wants to do to keep people on the platform so that they can wow. serve you more ads or you know maybe after you finish the game all of the shows are right there so you're like oh, i might as well watch a show mm -hmm. they just don't want you to leave netflix and i guess youtube's doing the same thing so the the stadia thing from a while ago from remembering <laughs> it correctly was yeah. actually kind of cool it was a cool idea the integration where, yeah it was an yeah. integration where like there could be a, a youtube video about a game where you're let's say playing through a specific level of a game and if you liked the gameplay you could actually like hit a button and it would jump you into that level of that game where you could play it yourself. Yeah. So the sort of Stadia was the cloud gaming thing and then YouTube was cloud videos and they would all talk to each other mm -hmm. and it would be this super cool immersive thing. And I kind of yeah. liked that idea, uh -huh. but now Stadia is dead. Yeah. It was cool because it was like there were specific integrations you could be watching back when YouTube gaming was a thing. Yeah. Before they closed that down. Yep. You could be watching someone playing a live stream of a game and they could be trying a level over and over and over again. And if they didn't couldn't finish the level, they could be like, any do you think any of you guys could do this? And you could literally like hop into exactly where they were in the game, where their character was with the mm -hmm. same items, like everything. That was the dream. They never released that feature. Ah. Um, but then, you know, Stadia died. Um, it's crazy. Google never kills things. Like that. That's weird. <laughs> oh, we never even talked about this, by the way. Speaking of Google killing things, they killed Google domains. <laughs> Google killed another thing? They no killed way. Google domains. That's crazy. You know, um, it's crazy about that. What? Is we just moved mkbhd.com to Google domains. I have everything on Google Like domains. a week before they nuked it. All of my domains. Great. Yeah. Great job, Google. But yeah, so this this is kind of a weird thing. Like, I, I could see them being like, okay, well, we made Stadia. We did build out a lot of features in Stadia. Mm -hmm. So we might as well, like, use some of that technology in YouTube if we have an opportunity to. Whether or not they actually use any of the Stadia stuff or they just go the Netflix route and make it, like, really crappy mobile games, I have no idea. Yep. I have a prediction. It's okay. a bold prediction. Yep. This will be killed in a year. <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> well if it even comes out in a year because currently they are the only reason this uh, article is posted about this is that they are asking people internally at google to test it so it's mm -hmm. not public it's not public yet okay um and whether or not it even becomes public in the future we have no idea they could just be messing around but i think it just got leaked that a bunch of internal googlers were like oh my computer just turned off wait <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, the, the headline is they're reportedly testing it. Yeah. So this is something sort of behind the scenes that they maybe are possibly working on. Yeah. So Fair. I don't know. It's it's just weird to like have these streaming services and be like, we're a weird gaming service now, sort of, but it's not legit games. It's like really yeah. weird mobile games. A couple of weird supported games. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like when Steam um, put, started putting mobile games on Steam and it was just like, because mm. there's Fallout Shelter. Do you remember that game? It was like a Fallout game, but it was not Fallout. It was like a little just mobile. Oh, the Android version. Yeah, but it was not even remotely Fallout. It was like a little oh. like castle game. Anyway, yeah, just weird. Just more, just more adding weird features to weird um, streaming services, which is yeah. strange. I'm gonna. We should we should like place bets on when it would come out and then how long it would take to kill it. YouTube just killed Stories like a month ago. Yeah, like they're they're chopping things. They are chopping things. Speaking of chopping things, oh. Uh, we also have on the dock TikTok plans on closing down what they initially made basically as a Be Real clone. It's yeah. called, what was it called? TikTok Now? TikTok Now, yeah. So Be Real, for those who are 
let's say over the age of 30. I think TikTok now. Yeah, Be, Be Real was just a, a real-time, or is it is a yeah. real-time social network where essentially once per day, everyone on the app at the same time gets a notification and has to take a picture. Mm-hmm. And it started kind of blowing up. It, this was post-2020. I don't know if it's associated with the pandemic at all, but it definitely blew up and had this moment where other social networks were like, oh, they had that that moment that mm-hmm. we all have on the podcast. Is this a social network or a feature? Yeah, is this a platform or is a feature? Is a platform or a feature? Yeah. So for Be Real, it's their entire platform. And for TikTok, they're like, I think we could make this a feature yes. of TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So they made their own version of it where everyone would get a notification at the same time. Instagram has it too. Instra- yeah. What is theirs called? I don't know. It has, yeah. Same Nobody thing. uses it. I, it's a feature. I, don't think, yeah. I think they'll kill it too. But yeah. yeah, I think what we're all discovering is Be Real has a specific kind of like, I don't want to say cult following, but people use Be Real to use Be Real mm-hmm. as different as not Instagram, as not TikTok. Yeah. So people on TikTok don't want to use it the way they were using Be Real. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not shocked that this uh, ends up getting pulled, but well, also so the, Be Real is kind of crashing. Yeah, down. the interesting thing about that is that um, apparent, like Be Real launched as a way to be the sort of anti-social media curated Instagram thing because Instagram Stories, which was stolen from Snapchat Stories, yeah, <laughs> became just like Instagram became a way to kind of like only post when you're having fun, only post when you look great, you know. And so there was sort of this like anti especially the gen z is like very for this but like not just posting a curated version of yourself posting yourself in an everyday scenario to make people not feel like comparative against each other so the whole be real thing was like it's going to go off at a random time you have to post it within two minutes otherwise otherwise you get like docked for it Mm. um but i think that people liked it at first but then every single day it was just like people at their desk another people in their in their, their bed car. another in their one. car yeah and it was another just the one. same content every day and there is still a pretty dedicated community to it but there were reports that the uh user base dropped 60 something percent uh 61 percent between october 22 and march 23 mm-hmm. and i think that people are just getting like Dang. tired of seeing each other in mundane scenarios because it's like why am i even on my phone yeah, that's you know. six months. That's that's pretty dramatic. Yeah, it's a pretty. Uh, B real does dispute those numbers. Uh, oh, of course, but you know who knows. And ultimately, yeah, I think it's just like a platform, and this feels just like Clubhouse, right? Yeah, Clubhouse. Clubhouse had its rise in popularity, like very associated with the pandemic, and it was very much like, hey, we're all at home now. But what if I just jumped in a room and it's an audio only room, so I don't have to like do my hair and makeup? So uh-huh. I just like show up, and people are talking, and we have this room of people. And it had this really big social moment. And then every other social network, almost, it feels like every other social network yeah. went, wait a second, we could build that as a feature as too. As a feature, yeah. And one by one, they all built it as a feature. And then Clubhouse, which still exists, but doesn't really... It's just kind of a crypto really happens. thing It's now. sort of like a, yeah. a wasteland. Like, yeah. you, like a tumbleweed will pass by and then you'll hear like crypto noises passing yeah. by. <laughs> like, ah, it's Clubhouse. <laughs> Um, yeah. the feature exists in some other social networks, but a lot of them have killed that. Too. And it's, it's beyond social networks, right? It's in Slack now. Like Slack has rooms now. That actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. It makes like, a lot, it's called huddles and, and rooms. Yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beyond just social networks, just all of these applications were like, wouldn't it make sense just to have an audio room? And it was a reaction to the pandemic because people were saying they missed the like random coffee or like a water 
just water, water cooler conversation. Cooler conversation. Yeah. So it became a space where you could just drop in and sort of just like talk to people. And it was really popular during the pandemic because people are isolated. I also have this really depressing story about Clubhouse that I want to just say really quickly. Okay. So right when it was getting popular, I didn't really know what it was. So I downloaded it. I was like in my apartment with Michael. We were just sitting in the living room. I go into it. Mm-hmm. And there's a room called Quiet Room. And there were like thousands of people in it. And I was like, oh. So I dropped into the room and everyone was on mute. And I was like, man, That's this is so cool. Really strange. It's like weird. It's like a weird human experience thing where everyone's alone and everyone's lonely. But because you're in this silent room, this quiet room, you know that there's all these other people that are having the exact same experience as you. And that's like heartwarming in a way. And then I found out I was completely wrong and it was just a follow for follow thing. It was like you go in the room and follow every single user and then every other user follows you. Oh, you had this like wholesome like yes. unity moment and then yeah. you're like, oh no, this is just FRF. Because I looked it up and I was like, this is so cool. And I looked it up like quiet rooms on, on Clubhouse and there were all these articles. They're like follow for follow quiet rooms. And I was That's, like, oh my God. I like how follow for follow is like a forever thing in the internet. Yeah. That'll always be a thing. It's always been a thing. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Um, I don't know why TikTok is closing it down. Like, I don't know. It's just like never caught on. The same reason YouTube's killing stories. It still seems weird to close down features that already exist that you don't really have to like maintain that much. I think it's just like code bloat. Yeah. It's just like bloat on this platform that they don't, if they want to focus on their core thing, they might as well just remove the distraction. I can see YouTube closing stories because I got a random YouTube story in my f- feed last week, and but only one channel that I'm subscribed to yeah. ever posts stories. Mm-hmm. And so it's just weird having like one and then a bunch of white space. And I think that's yeah. why YouTube closed that Better down zero. for sure. Yeah. Um, the TikTok thing, I have no, I don't, I don't even have TikTok, so I don't even know what it looked like before, yeah. but I never even saw this feature. Oh, well, <laughs> never, literally never even saw it. There you go. That's hilarious. probably why they're closing it down. But well, uh, we should we got a bunch more to talk about. We should take a break. Uh, but of course, that means we should do our uh, tri- first trivia question. Yeah. Trivia. Okay. Dude. Trivia, dude. Yeah. So first question. Twitch is obviously wildly popular for gaming streamers, which YouTube responded to by launching YouTube gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was launched in 2015. When was it discontinued and just made part of the YouTube app? Oh, man. Yeah, they had a separate app. Yeah. There was a separate YouTube gaming app. Yeah. Briefly. Yep. For less than a year, I think. I mean, no, I don't know how long. that was... You'll get one point for the year, <laughs> two points if you get the month as well. Oh, man. Well, yeah. That'll be a shot in the dark, but I'm going to try. I bet Andrew gets it when I ask him later. <laughs> he might know. He might know. He might know. I okay. mean, I could tell you that it died. I couldn't tell you when, but I'm going to try. I remember reading the news article about it coming out and downloading it immediately when I read the article. I, I, I remember, never used it again. I remember yeah. seeing that it was a separate app and I went, ah, not going to use that. Mm-hmm. Doomed. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was working a really boring data entry job, so it was the most exciting part of my day. That's <laughs> why about I slugged Intel it. like that. That wasn't Intel. <laughs> that was the worst company, if, if there could possibly be one. Anyway. Well, we're, uh, we're going to do the answers at the end, so uh, we'll be right back. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. 
Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Support for Waveform comes from Coda. So it can be tough to stay organized when your team is spread across time zones. With Coda, you can help keep your whole team on the same page with an all-in-one collaborative workspace that brings together the best of documents, spreadsheets, and apps into one platform. That means less time ping-ponging between different tabs and tools and more time on your projects. So with Coda's extensive planning capabilities, you can stay aligned when managing planning cycles and while measuring objectives and key results. Plus, you can access hundreds of templates and get inspired by others in Coda's gallery. So over 50,000 teams across the world collaborate with Coda, from the New York Times to Square, uh, from Toast to TED and Uber. So if you want a platform that enables and empowers your team to collaborate effectively and focus on shared goals, you can get started with Coda today for free. You can head over to coda.io slash wave. So that's coda, C-O-D-A dot I-O slash wave to get started for free. Coda.io forward slash wave. All right, we're back. Um, last week was a shockingly busy week for devices. Not just last week, but like this time of year is usually quiet. Yeah. Weirdly, it's really busy. We, Summer. Yeah, we had to review all the all the new Apple stuff. And then last week we had two new Pixel products the Pixel Fold and the tablet. And just yesterday, hopefully maybe, we published the Zenfone 10 review. Yeah, we definitely didn't. <laughs> we definitely Never mind. Didn't. But Should we I have read Well, I have thoughts on it. Well, that, okay. that review may be later, but hey, the pod people get a little bonus because it'll be earlier on the pod. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, so what do you want to do first? Yeah, so uh, what do you want to do first? I mean... I guess the Pixel tablet we can do first. That's okay. a simple one. Uh, the Pixel tablet, the review is out. It's uh, It's about what we thought. You know, no real dramatic surprises here. It's an Android tablet. It's a $499 tablet Mm -hmm. that comes with the dock in the box. And the dock is like this magnetic speaker dock, which has pins, and you just pop it on there, and it becomes like a home hub. You pop it off, and it's a tablet. Cool. My main uh, discovery when actually using it for a while was the speaker dock is not that great. It's fine. Like, the speakers themselves on the tablet... Are really completely bad. lacking any bass. Yeah. They're very tinny. So when you pop it onto the tablet dock, it actually sounds much better because you get like all this bass because it's a much larger driver. Mm. But it doesn't actually get that much louder. And so when I compare it to like the $229, obviously it's pricey for a home speaker, but mm-hmm. it's it's cheaper than the tablet. When I compare mm. it to that uh, Nest Hub Max speaker, the Nest Hub Max is much louder. And has better mics from far away, and can be a security camera, which the tablet can't, and is on 24-7, but you can't pop it off and use it as a tablet. So, you know, it kind of exists at the top of the home hub lineup, but at the bottom of the tablet lineup. I'm curious if you have thoughts on it, but I thought it was all right. I think the Nest Hub Max has better audio, though, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like a lot better speakers. Yeah, definitely. So you're really paying, like, almost, actually more than double to have the tablet for the ability to pop it off and use it as a tablet anywhere yeah that's sort of the weird sort of thing with this product is that if you remove the separate like that you can buy another speaker dock separately for 130 dollars mm-hmm. if you removed this the whole speaker dock thing from it and you were like oh this is a 270 pretty good pixel tablet 
you'd yeah, be like, solid. this is a really good price for an yeah. Android tablet. It's running a Tensor chip. It's like pretty good, like very good price for a tablet. But in my head, and I think this is how Google is marketing this thing, it is a, well, I guess they're marketing it as the Pixel tablet. But I see it as a home hub that you normally use as a home hub mm-hmm. that every now and then you're like, I want to watch Netflix on the couch. Every now and then you're like, I need to move the ingredients f- for this recipe over to the other side of the kitchen. So you move it over there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Google really wants you to take it on the road that often. They just sort of like added a USB-C port so that if you did, that you, you could technically could. Do you think they should have done it the other way around? Like right now, the only way you can buy this tablet is as a $500 bundle with the dock. Do you think they should have sold it as a $300 tablet without the dock? I think that um, would, I would find that easier to recommend. I think the dock being $130 is ridiculously expensive, yeah. especially considering the speakers aren't good. If yeah. the speakers were... Okay, and here was the, another thing too. There's a story that went out that said Google removed the Wi-Fi chip in the dock. They originally were going to put its own chip in the dock so that it could be a separate smart speaker, which uh, makes a lot of sense. If you been nice. Because you can buy these separately, right? So if you could have these just like, they're basically home speakers just sitting around your house. And even if you didn't have a Pixel tablet on it, you could be playing music from it. You could be using them as assistants. Mm-hmm. 130 bucks for a smart audio speaker is about what a smart audio speaker of that quality costs, you know? Like a Nest Audio is like what, like a hundred dollars? Not even. Yeah, I think they're yeah. like a hundred dollars. They have good audio. So if you if you could basically buy a Nest Audio that you could also pop a tablet onto to charge and use as an interface. Talking about the little one or the, this one? The Nest Audio, that one. Yeah. How much is a hundred dollars? Hundred dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> For a hundred thirty dollars, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's a hundred and thirty dollars for a thing that is a brick. It's a brick when there's no tablet. When there's no tablet on it. Yep. It's like, why would you buy extra of these? Like, you're just going to have things plugged in that do literally nothing unless you figure that, oh, maybe I'll move the tablet over. Here's here's some other context. Uh Uh-huh. For the same money, you could buy a Nest Hub for one room and a Nest Hub Max for another room and still have money left over. Yeah. Because the Nest Hub is a hundred bucks, and the Nest Hub Max is two hundred thirty bucks. So that's three hundred thirty bucks. Better audio on the Max. matter of fact. Toss in another Nest Hub. That's <laughs> three hundred thirty bucks. You're still under. Wow. Four hundred thirty bucks. So you have a Nest Hub in the bedroom, a Nest Hub in the living room, and a Nest Hub Max in the or kitchen. An, or you could put a Nest Audio somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're yeah. still spent less than this tablet with the one dock. <sighs> that's crazy. So it's like it feels like because it's a tablet, it's a really good price. Yeah. But it is, it is very interestingly placed. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question about that. Yeah. So you know how sometimes like people will release a product and they can charge whatever they want because it's like the only thing of that product. Is Uh this one of those moments where because there's nothing that's a one-to-one, it's the same. I don't think that. could just charge whatever they wanted for I don't think that people want Android tablets badly enough that they can charge whatever they want for this. You know, the only thing that could convince me, yes, is there was that moment on stage at Google I.O. where they sort of teased it at first and they showed the tablet and they showed it clicking onto the dock and everyone went, oh, yeah, that's cool. Including Andrew. Yeah. And And it is the only one that does exactly that. And so if you do picture yourself using that particular feature a lot. Yeah then there is no comparison. Yeah. This is the only one you can get. So then follow up question. How long does that remain true? How long before Lenovo makes one? Lenovo How long before has Apple already does one? been making this kind of thing. It's not but exactly the same. one that just pops off, like, off of a speaker? Yes. Interesting. They made one, like, years ago, in, like, oh, wow. 2018. 
Mm. Google's is like, okay, you use the Google Home app yeah. and you use all Google services. So you get the Google one. Yeah. That makes like the most sense. Mm. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, the way my tablet lives in my house is it's on a folio case. It's in a folio case all the time and it's just like plugged in permanently. Up. It's not even plugged in. It just like wanders around the oh. kitchen and eventually gets plugged in when it's about to die. Yeah. 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 Almost the same thing. Yeah. And the I, speakers are loud enough that it's actually the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's just weird because they marketed it as Pixel Tablet, but th- that's not in my head what this product is. It's a Nest Hub large Ultra. with worse au- yeah, with worse audio. Yeah. That can Nest, also Nest become Hub a tablet. Go. Yeah. Nest Hub they go. should have called it Nest Hub Tablet. Nest Hub, Nest Hub Ultra Tab. Go. Or Nest Hub Tab. Nest Hub Nest Hub Tab Go Ultra. <laughs> tablet. If it had better specs, you could call it Ultra. I don't know. Yeah, it's just because it's the biggest screen. Yeah, it's a yeah, but it's sixty hertz. It's uh, the display's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's definitively fine. Bad off-axis viewing angles, but yeah. whatever. There was a little bit of questions for me, and this can kind of bring us into the Pixel Fold uh, uh-huh. of the the tablet app experience. Yeah, because this has been a thing we've talked about every single time. There's a Pixel t- any any Android tablet at all is oh well, are the apps going to be better? Yeah, and there is always like a small handful of apps where you're really impressed, and then the rest of the apps you're like oh, oh no, it's not better at all. Um, and things like, you know, Instagram and Twitter aren't exactly great on the iPad either, but you can keep going down the list and like YouTube Studio is not optimized on the tablet. Yeah. Um, a lot of my uh, mobile apps that are on the inside screen of the Pixel Fold, like uh, my golf app is not optimized. It's just a, a lot of apps still aren't great on the tablet. Yeah. So that's still a thing. The new weather app is awesome. Yeah. Google made a weather right. app. They did like, make a brand new weather solid. app. Yeah. I'll give them that. But yeah, I think they made that, that specifically for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always talk about weather apps, so maybe they're listening. But yeah. we can talk about the Pixel Fold because this has been in my pocket for uh, what, almost two weeks now. Yeah. And uh, the review of it is also out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a weird phone that I kind of actually like a lot, but yeah. I realize I won't be recommending to most people. <laughs> also, fun fact uh, I played a beach tournament over this past weekend. <laughs> And this, <laughs> this, phone, this phone was in my bag at the beach for three straight days. In and a it Ziploc. somehow hasn't died. I actually didn't put it in a Ziploc or anything. Yeah. I know there's got to be some sand in here. So and it's like a ticking time bomb. Ron Amadeo over at Ars Technica. Yeah, he literally only used this on his desk. He hadn't even moved it from his desk while he was writing about How it. Was mine he should died. have taken it to the beach. I literally <laughs> went to a, th- a beach for three days. Yeah, he might have just gotten super unlucky. Um, he always he gets unlucky very frequently with I a lot of devices. Feel like he does, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the thing about this phone is that it folds completely flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I see it really quickly? Yeah. So yeah. When you open it, there's not really much space between the bezel and the screen. It's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, I thought the thing is that it doesn't fold completely flat. It does fold completely flat. It, do, it doesn't open completely flat. Yeah, it doesn't quite open. It opens to flat. like 177 degrees. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So closed, it is a flat sandwich with no air gap. Yeah. Oh, nice. I see. I see. Yes. Yeah. It's nice. Yes. And I do really like that. I think the problem is they have this like screen protector that doesn't see the edges. Again. Doesn't completely go to the bottom. Yeah. Which very much feels like a galaxy fold gen one remind you of anyone (laughs) yeah because they had to add these before they sent out production units while they were like they had them in reviewers hands they didn't have these like caps in the top and bottom that kept dirt and debris from getting in and the fold um it's just raw oled underneath the screen projector yeah 
And raw OLED is very dangerous. And so I guess Ron had like a piece of dirt or dust that got onto the little bezel part that is raw OLED. Mm-hmm. And because he, when he closed it, because there's like almost no space between the bezel and the actual screen, you're just clapping sand in directly <laughs> into raw OLED on yeah. his desk too, right? Like, man. Does so, he just have a desk to just covered in sand? And yeah. just like, I only use it on my desk, but I don't know. Hey, there's a lot of sand here. I would say if you do buy this thing, you should definitely get the like pixel protection for it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Here's what I'll say. Uh, clearly, Google was very protective. They It seems like they sent out a lot less of these phones for yeah. review. Like, they are being uh, very cautious with it. Um, I felt like I was reasonably normal with mine. Like, I have some nicks on the top. I have some nicks on the bottom. I took it to a beach. Yeah, the camera area it's, looks kind of scarred up yeah, a little, little bit. It's a little scarred up. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I really used it. Yeah. And my conclusion at the end of the day was this is the best folding phone to use while closed. Yeah. I use this phone closed all the time like normal. And I really only open it once in a while when I go, you know what? I've got 15 new emails and yeah. I've got some time to burn. Let's yeah. get into it. Uh-huh. And then I would open the phone and I feel like a productivity monster and uh-huh. I would do that for a while and I close it and use like a normal phone again yeah it's the best at that yeah that's like really what this phone is most awesome at my least favorite thing about this phone is you cannot have a different layout <laughs> yeah. on your home screen on the inside and the outside screens. yeah yeah so just for our listeners for who are a little confused about what I mean <clears throat> every other folding phone I think every other folding phone yeah the outside home screen is one setup is one phone and then the inside, when you open it up to your inside screen, you can set up a completely different phone. You can have a different wallpaper. You can have a different set of apps and widgets. So on your outside screen, maybe it's a little cramped. You might have your texting app, maybe uh, your Google Maps, a couple things you access really quickly just on one home screen. But then you open up on the inside. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but then you open it up on the inside. It's hard to open, guys. <laughs> it is hard to open. <laughs> and you end up with... Uh, a whole bunch more space so you do like two or three widgets and your games and your apps that you use all the time yeah on this one whatever you do on the inside screen will immediately be reflected on the outside screen. yeah if you have three home screens on the outside screen when you open it up you'll have the exact same three on the inside screen and you can't have them different i will say that i like that if you're using an app on the outside screen and you open the phone it's immediately in that app i like that um but i think that google did some like tweaks to android for large screen devices and folding devices to make it so that when you have it open it kind of sees it as like two displays right because you can't when you have it open on the inside screen it kind of like artificially sets like if the you, home screen. Yeah, if you had if you had the home screen on your folded on the phone folded and you swiped to your second display, mm-hmm. that second display is the right side of the inner screen. Yeah. So, screen one on the left, screen two on the right. And the only thing that spans three. is the Google like search bar. Yep. Actually, weirdly, that's the only thing. Like you can't like you can't place widgets in the center. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. And I think they did that. <laughs> this was the biggest problem with the Microsoft Surface Duo, by the way, is that the Microsoft Surface Duo didn't see itself like that. So when you had it open, it thought it was just one big display. Yeah. So when you would span apps, it wouldn't split them. It would just like have missing text in the center. You could have missing pixels. Yeah. yeah. So I think they intentionally did it. So they were like, okay, this is screen one. This is virtual screen two. And when you have it open, let's just blend them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like you said, like the problem with that is that you can't like have different setups and like different orientations of screens. You would have a different type of setup. Yeah. It just feels so. a, little, a little weird that that would 
like it's an Android phone. I feel like, like the iPhone, if there was a folding iPhone, of course they would do that. Yeah. I figured the Google one would let me change. Yeah. So there should be at least be a setting for it. And that's yeah. something they let could probably the update. Yeah. They could probably update that. Yeah. It is. I will say the, the form factor of using it closed is amazing. Yep. Um, it's more Find N2-esque, which please, Oppo, please, for the love of God, make a global version of that phone because the bands in the I US like don't support it. Than the Oppo. You like it better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I might need to it's try. It's really it. smooth. Tensor G. It's smoother on this phone than any other That's Tensor crazy. G2 phone. That's crazy. I did think that was weird. That is weird. It's the smoothest 120 hertz Google Pixel phone ever. Do you wow. like it better than the Fold? Than the Galaxy the Fold? Galaxy fold? fold. Yeah. I yes. Yeah, I hate the form factor of the Galaxy. And that's fold. because the Fold is kind of Too still narrow. awkward to use while closed. Too narrow. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I mean, the the hardware is really good. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. It's $1,800. Yeah. So is Samsung's. That's true. But Samsung has a better inside screen, has yeah. thinner bezels, yeah. which does mean you need a weird hole punch or right. uh, under, under display, display selfie camera. Well, but camera. they had thin bezels before they added the under display selfie camera. Also true. So. They could have done a hole punch. But Samsung has better inside display. Samsung has bigger battery and better battery life and yeah. faster charging. Yeah. And po- well, the cameras are about on par. Does it have a better software experience? Would you no. say? No, Pixel is no. better. Pixel's got the software for mm. sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of tit for tat there. Yeah. 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 Uh, Thirty watt charging, right? Thirty watt max. But it has wireless charging. Pretty poor battery life. Yeah, that's a bummer. I've read all the reviews that didn't mention their battery life was as bad as mine, but I've continued to use this phone and continued to have subpar battery life. Yeah, I read Allison's review on the Verge, and she said that. The benefit of using it closed all the time, which she also said it, you feel like you can use it closed all the time, yep. is that you'll get a little bit better battery life. But I didn't really, she didn't really seem to go into detail about the overall battery life. So that logic tracks perfectly. From my experience, I am using mostly the outside screen. Yeah. And my battery life is subpar. Therefore, if I use the inside screen more, I would have even worse battery life. Yeah. That's my angle. Yeah, that's so, unfortunate. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. For you fold uh, Pixel Fold people out there, you should be p- the first wave of people should be the receiving them um, today, Soon, which yeah. is Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so let us know. Tweet at us about your experience. We'd love to know more people's experience about this thing. I like the phone. Uh, second gen one. Hopefully, will be amazing. Android fourteen update coming soon as well. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the Zenfone 10 real quick before yes. another break. I I do have some thoughts. I mean, we so the Zenfone nine. <laughs> last year amazing i love this phone epic this phone uh i gave it some awards i'm pretty sure i gave best it the small best phone. small phone and maybe the most improved maybe or, something else yeah probably most improved. i really liked it mm-hmm. um, awesome software experience super smooth 120 hertz they put the, the latest snapdragon chip it had amazing battery life and very impressive cameras. Yes. Like across the board, yeah. it was small. It had a fast fingerprint reader. And it was six ninety nine. And it was a really well-priced phone. And it was the most recent. It was the um, the it Snapdragon eight. 8 Gen mm-hmm. 1 Plus. Right, which means it had, it had T- the best TSMC, battery life. so really good battery life. Yeah. And after that phone came out, I was like, yeah, like, they basically made the perfect phone. It doesn't have wireless charging, but like, I don't know. The only thing really bad about it is that back coating got yeah. so really gross worn yeah. so fast yeah uh so then when i got the email about a zenfone 10 coming out this year i was like oh right i forgot about that what are they going to do with this phone this year and it showed up and i i like put it on a wireless charger jokingly like i bet they didn't add wireless charging and it lit up and it started charging and i was like oh, 
Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> I remember this moment. They did the thing. <laughs> I saw this happen. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And they did also change the coding on the back of the phone. Oh. Now, I haven't been able to daily it as much yet because I've been doing the Pixel Fold review. So mm-hmm. I'm about to switch to it and we'll see how much it starts to wear. But I yeah. suspect they changed it to make it better More and hopefully not wear hopefully. as fast. Which, if that's true, yeah. they did everything. Yeah, they basically made the. Be- and it's so. It's like. Is this one also six ninety nine? It is. Uh, I got to double check, but I don't think. Yeah, it's it's the same price. That as last is year. insane. Yeah, I don't know how they pulled this off. I love it. It's basically like the iPhone Mini for Android users. It's yeah. got like the max specs. It's got, but it's got better battery life than the iPhone Mini by it far. Dramatically better. Battery yeah, life. yeah, yeah. It's like it's so good. Yeah, it, I don't know if if you only buy your phones at carrier stores, you can't get this. I don't think so. Like buy it online but mm-hmm. i think bnh sells this phone but asus is a pretty underrated i think their um their camera experience is really good because they don't lean super hard into computational photography so they have more contrast than a lot of manufacturers because they don't go super hard on the hdr yeah they keep and it simple. i think that's a good look and they generally score very high in the the blind smartphone camera test that's, this is true whenever we do the blind tests this it kind of has a a pixely look Mm-hmm. in a way and i think people don't really expect that and it's actually kind of confirmed to be an asus thing because the rog gaming phones also, also perform yeah, kind of yeah. well which are like it's uh-huh. a gaming phone who would ever think it's good but yeah. hey asus is getting really good hardware or software i will say one more thing mm. um what was i gonna say they count with new colors <laughs> oh yeah there there is there there's a nice there's a nice colors. green there's a nice blue there's the orange from last year there's a white and there's a black and the red is like brighter yeah the the orange red it, it's it's like, more red i guess you're right yeah it's, it's more red yeah, i'd say red yeah it's brighter yeah um what was i gonna say what was i gonna say what was i gonna say yeah. while marquez is struggling i'll just say uh <laughs> last year when the zenfone 9 came to our office you know we're we're all seasoned vets here we see a lot of phones so it takes a lot to impress us but i remember when the Zenfone 9 showed up, it was one of those things where Marquez took it out of the box and like the whole studio was swarmed him. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, what's that? Oh, that looks new. That's different. Oh, I like the way this feels. I've always loved the Zenfones because they made the first phone. I think the Zen, Zenfone 7 or maybe the 6. No, it was the 6, I think. It had the flippy camera. Yeah. It had yeah, this yeah. camera that like it was facing the back, but then if you press the button, it would flip around. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I never remembered what I was going to say. So that's, I'll, hopefully it'll hit me again later. I remember that at lunch. Yeah. But yeah. the Zenfone 10, I'm, uh, I'm very happy that yeah. they did the things that they uh, should do. 699 is legit insane pricing. It's like great. it's so. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <clears throat> the. Uh, Let's go. So, so if, <laughs> if Asus, if I was to like make my own phone, Asus did something that I think I would also do. Which is in the setup process when you first get the phone, yeah. you go through like sign into your email, sign up Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah. And then you literally have a menu where it's like, do you want pure stock Android or do you want our like oh, Asus yeah. optimized Zen version? UI. Yeah. And you get to I don't even if they, I don't think they even call it that anymore. It's just like Asus optimized. Oh. And it has a couple new fonts, a couple new icons, a couple extra features. And you can just choose, you go through like four or five panels where it's like home screen setup. What do you want? Stock or Asus? Yeah. All right. Launcher. What do you want? Stock or That's Asus? That's cool. And the whole thing. And, I'm, and quick settings. What do you want? And so you go through and you set up the phone. And so right off the 
box, you're already that's like awesome. customizing it like a true Android that's like, awesome. phone should be. It's it's great. They did that because I think when the ROG Phone 3 came out, um, I remember people were not super happy with the gaming, the insanely hardcore gaming UI that the ROG Phone had in the 1 yeah. and the 2. So when the 3 came out, I remember they made it a big deal. They were like, we're letting you like use stock android on this if you want so you get the like gaming prowess and all the features of the gaming phone but you don't have to use the like rog vault with like all the hardcore mode yeah 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 so i love it yeah and then they ported that to the zen phone on like the zen phone 6 or something and everyone was like this is the best thing ever yeah they're still doing it and it's like broken down into like sections of the phone that's awesome yeah it didn't used to be that way so that's cool Shout out to Asus. Shout out to I'll, Asus. I'll test the Zenfone 10. I hope there's no surprises where it's like, oh, it turns out the battery life is trash now. Like, I hope there's nothing like that, but yeah. I have a pretty hard time believing I'm going to find anything like that. Yeah, it was great battery life last year, especially yeah. for a tiny phone. So. so that's that. Cool. Um, let's take another quick break, but we should, of course, do one more trivia question. This is new light colors from last uh, week? No, this is the same as last week, okay. I think. Trivia. Maybe a... Pink it, trivia. Yeah, pink trivia. pink trivia. I like it. It's sparkly. It's fun. Magenta. Triv- yeah. Anyway, yeah. fun fact, guys. WWDC <laughs> wasn't always called WWDC. Really? The first one in 1983 was called A, <laughs> Macintosh Developers World Gathering, the MDWG, B, the Apple Independent Software Developers Conference, or AISDC. C, the Santa Clara Developers Symposium, SCDS. Or D, the Global Electronic Information Coders Open House, or the GEICO. Geico. The Geico. The Geico. <laughs> I want it to be that one. It can't be, but I want that it to be. would be so funny. Could it? Oh, man. It could be. I don't know. LS questions are often LS questions tricky. are the one that leave you staring at your bedroom ceiling at night. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting one because I don't know the answer. Yeah. I was going to say Macworld. Right. Cool. Well, with that, we shall take a break. Be right back. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key 
allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte. Team up. Fight on. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about uh, EVs. Welcome to the Waveform podcast. Wave-EV form. The EV section. Yes. Uh, there's really only one piece of news that matters in the EV world in the past couple of weeks because it's been happening over and over and over again. Every day. As dominoes continue to fall and hit each other and knock over other dominoes and more dominoes will continue to fall in the future, probably between by the time we record this and this comes out, there will be, be another more. domino. Definitely. But the news is there are two basically competing charging standards in North America for mm-hmm. electric cars. Mm-hmm. There is Tesla's port, which you've all seen on Tesla's, It's called NACS, North American Charging Standard. And then there's the other one, CCS. I mean, there's some others that you've probably seen in some other cars, but CCS is the other big one for fast charging. And that's the one that you see for public charging and every other EV that's not a Tesla. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've talked at length about this and how there is a big difference between the quality and availability and uptime and reliability and ease of use of the Tesla supercharger network and every other public charger network. So the news is all these EV manufacturers are slowly actually pulling the trigger on signing a deal to have their cars use Tesla's supercharger network. Yeah. And that includes them starting to ship cars with Tesla's NACS port. Yeah. In 2025. Amazing. And giving them access to thousands and thousands of superchargers. Not just the like seven that we have with the Magic Dock. Yeah. But actual like native, hopefully (laughs) maximum fast charging. Yeah. And that is a big deal. So that started, I guess, maybe it was last week uh, with Ford signing a deal. Yeah. They did this whole event on, I guess it was a Twitter space. Twitter space. I think it was two weeks ago. Probably something like that. Yeah. I think shortly thereafter, GM announces that they're also going to do it. So when Ford does it, you're like, wow, F-150 Lightning and Mustang Mach-E just got better. Then GM does it, and you're like, oh, wow. So now the Hummer EV is in there, too. The Cadillac Lyric, whatever other Still GM not stuff is under as there. as many cars as Not a ton, but like, are. hey, that's two big companies that are actually going to do this. That's cool. And then 
more dominoes fall and more dominoes fall. So now what do we have? We got Rivian. We got Rivian saying they'll move over. We so got, R1T yeah. and R1S. Yeah. And then and the I R2. believe R2, when that platform launches, that's, just going, that's going straight to <laughs> NECS. Oh, yeah. Straight to Tesla's port. So that's cool. You got Volvo. Volvo's moving over. And Which Volvo owns Polestar. Polestar. So that means Polestars are going to be moving over Probably. to Tesla and They NECS. haven't said it yet, but I'm sure they will. Logically, it checks out. Yeah. Um, we Word on the street is Hyundai is thinking about it. Yeah, Probably they've been talks, evaluating. Um, which I wouldn't be shocked if that domino fell, and that also meant Ionic 5, Ionic 6, all of the EV6s, all of those, those yeah. all fall, and those all get better in 2025. Like, that is a lot of shakeup in the world of North American EV plug charging standards. Yeah. It's great. There's a couple funny things about this. One, it's just funny that, of course, Tesla called it North American Charging Standard when it was literally just there. They were port. forecasting. <laughs> they were and forecasting. CCS stands for Combined Charging System. Hmm. Um, so it's funny that it's becoming the standard. Another funny thing, they just started rolling out the Magic Docs, which allows NACS to like port over to CCS, and that's going to yeah. be potentially irrelevant if every single well, car starts using it's Tesla. It's good for everyone who's already bought an electric car with CCS. Yeah, totally. You know, the Rivian I have now, all the other cars that are out now, those will be fine to use on a couple of chargers. Yeah, this is not working. Cool. The other funny thing is that uh, Tesla's in Europe have to legally use CCS. They all use CCS. This <laughs> so is why I always preface this by saying this is a very North American thing we're talking about because yeah. in Europe it's like, oh, we've all already had the same port on CCS all the cars. For a long time, yeah. 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 So, um there was a video by who's that guy that makes like 2-hour videos on blenders. Technology Connections. Technology Connections. <laughs> yeah. My favorite channel. Yeah. He made uh, a, he made a video cuz he his friend bought an Ionic 5 and he was like this is an opportunity for me to make like three video, three two-hour videos about electric cars. Okay. Um. So he made a video about NACS versus CCS, kind of, and like cool. all the technology behind it. And you just see like the size of the cabling and like the ports and everything, and it's just hilarious how much smaller yeah. and like more efficient Tesla is able to be. It really is. Um. So that port is just way better. So I feel like if people like p- people moving over to it is both going to be like. We did our road trip, right? And I had a terrible experience in the Mustang Mach-E because of the ecosystem of chargers. Yep. Um, and now it's like, if you can, you can basically buy any electric car you want. The biggest problem that the biggest reason that it felt bad to recommend anything but a Tesla was if you drive more than two hundred fifty miles on any given day, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a bad time. Any road trip. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I made that video on the Autofocus channel about how. Electric cars are really hard to recommend, not because the cars aren't good. The cars have gotten really good to the Mm -hmm. point where, like, many could argue Tesla doesn't make the best electric cars, but they are by far the best selling because the infrastructure, the availability of these easy-to-use chargers is so dramatically better for Mm -hmm. them. And so, yeah, this this news is a win for everyone, everyone. I believe. Yeah. It's a win, obviously, for Tesla because not only are they going to get a bunch of licensing money, but I believe they get a bunch of government money because now they're mm-hmm. eligible because, hey, we make chargers for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's huge for Tesla. It's huge for all of us because if we are going to buy an EV, we want better charging infrastructure and we all just got it. Mm-hmm. And all the car companies who make EVs who to themselves are saying, we make a better car than Tesla. Yeah. But the only reason they don't buy ours is because Tesla has a charging network. Yeah. Well, guess what? Now we have a lot of the charging network available to us. So yeah. maybe they'll buy more of our good cars. Yeah. So it's great too. I mean, yeah. we'll probably see some sort of a down the line effect of like 
how many overcrowded chargers are there going to be? Yeah. How many people are going to sign up and and not be able to actually charge on them? Who knows? But I just feel like it's it's a win at the surface. Yeah. So everyone. some good news too is that ChargePoint, EverCharge, and SK Signet. There may be even more, but they're the, these third party chargers. Like Brandon and I, when we were doing the CV road trip with the Maki, we probably stopped at seven different brands of third-party car chargers on the road, which is crazy. The, the amount of third parties that there are that do electric car charging is crazy. Yeah. None of them care about uptime, it seems like. Um, maybe they will now. But mm. a bunch of them are starting to also say either we're fully switching over to NACS now or we're also going to offer NACS. That's cool. Uh, which is yeah. really cool. So you're going to have third parties too, which is good because... <clears throat> If you have a million cars but only a hundred gas stations, that's a big problem. You know, right. it's like Tesla's supercharger network is the biggest in the nation by far, but we you already have problems with there being too many Teslas and not enough stalls. And now there's about to be F one fifty lightnings and and whatever else is Volvo, all and... different different sizes and types of vehicles, yeah. which was already a question mark with the Magic Dock. But yeah, that that remains a, a thing to be solved in yeah. the future. A question that we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it for sure. And uh, Washington and Texas are now, if you if they give you funding for EV in infrastructure, you have to offer an ACS now. They just made that a law. Nice. So so that's like. It's like the USB-C iPhone rule. Yeah. It kind of feels like you didn't have to mandate the port, but all right, I guess that's where we're going. Yeah. So, yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. You know what this all reminds me of? Hmm. There's been more and more Cybertruck sightings. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually coming out this year. Is that an insane take? <laughs> I think it's actually coming out. You want to bet? I think we should, I think oh, we wow. should make you a bet. Go? You, you want to bet right now? Let's bet right go, now dude? on the podcast. It is okay. not coming out this year. Okay, this is a great bet because we're like halfway through the year. We got six months. Yeah. I've just noticed like them, obviously they're, they're, they've they're been working on it, testing it, whatever, but suddenly there's like dozens of them. There's like mules, there's camouflage ones, they're testing like finished ones and, well, not finished, but dramatically different from what they showed us. Because I remember when I was at the Impressions event, however many years ago that was. <laughs> that was like 2019. Yeah, it was It was at least two, three years ago. And wow, that was four years ago. Uh, I rode in one. It was very different. The front was just like a marble shelf that looked ridiculous. Mm. It was a three-seater in the front and the back. It was a very different looking interior. Mm. And the ones that are rolling around now have a real side view mirror, have a real windshield wiper, have different looking lights, have, I believe, removed some of the features like the the, the deck lid that goes all the way to the bottom when you open the trunk. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know all of the details, but it's just a very different looking truck that clearly they've done work on and now yeah. they're sort of testing it. And uh, just with enough frequency, I feel like it's ramping up at the same rate where, I don't know, I feel like they could probably ship them in like six months. I would bet against that. Okay, All right, so your so, answer is no. So yeah. so the bet is, just so we can codify it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first Cybertruck deliveries to real customers happen before or after December 31st, 2023. I also want to clarify, what are we qualifying as deliveries? Is it like one or three? So, or like a thousand? Remember what they did with, with uh, Plaid? Yes. Where they had a delivery event and the first 25 yeah. cars That's exactly out. what I what I mean. Like if it does that count if they do that? That if those people are not Tesla employees, <laughs> that counts. So if they release 25 of these, it counts. Yes. Because <sighs> they're going to keep shipping them more the next year, I think that counts. But especially if they have like a delivery event in November and then they start shipping them in December and there's like 
like real cyber trucks on the road that to me would count that i would think count. that counts yeah i how much did they say this was originally going to start at 40 um yeah well back in the day when they pro- made their promises i think it was like anywhere from 35 40 to like 75 85 something crazy there's a huge because there's a single motor dual motor <clears throat> triple motor versions there was different battery sizes there's all kinds of things that they promised they said it starts at 39900 so okay. 40 39. um my additional prediction is that will not happen oh no yeah they're gonna start with the most expensive triple motor variant for sure no but i don't think it will ever sell for 40 um yeah that's also probably a good bet yeah i think they're gonna pull a rivian and jack up the price by 20 grand i mean this happened with the model 3 right they promised that they're gonna make several different versions and they start with the most expensive highest margin version and work their way down and whether they get to the bottom or not, who knows? But the price of the Model 3 has fluctuated like in real time, like depending yeah. on the week. But I feel like the Cybertruck will never, they won't even, they will, they'll just be like, we had to jack the price by 20 grand, mm. like Rivian did. Like that's exactly what Rivian 20 did. 20 grand? The fi- so I'm so gonna, the cheapest one would the, be. I think the cheapest one of this is going to be like 55 or 60. Yeah. I could say 50. Yeah, I agree. They said they could make it cheaper because it's like a solid piece of metal that they don't have to sculpt and whatever, and that's why it's all jagged. But I don't think that, I don't think it's going to make it cheaper. They added like seven years of development with this thing that they have to make up the R&D costs for. a lot. They also (laughs) do have an absurd number of pre-orders, though. I don't know how many people are actually going to follow through with them. It was like like 100 bucks to get in line or something like that. So it still is. You can order right now. I just looked. (laughs) A lot of people are in line. Okay, so if 25 of these come out this year that mm-hmm. counts should we set a number is 25 a fair? i think 25 is a fair 25 number. is a fair yeah, number okay i'm yeah. still saying yeah. no you're <laughs> saying yes i'm saying they will david i'm saying no ellis yes. absolutely not <laughs> my yes, stands look alone at me an optimist <laughs> you seen that, have field. you seen that uh that tom scott video where he goes to the the building in texas and it's like a scam like like the the building the empty like the blueprints he submitted they were like inches instead of feet so what was supposed to be like a 90 story <laughs> building is a three-story building no what? But that's that's hilarious. the gist of it it's like this weird looking skyscraper the guy submitted plans to a developer and just in like did the the one tick instead of two ticks for inch instead of feet and then built this tiny building for way overpriced and dip town with the rest of the money that's wow. what the cyber truck is going to be elon's going to hand out a bunch of matchbox hot wheels sized cars and be like <laughs> wait why don't we think it, well, we, we are seeing a lot of them now mm, yeah we like, see yeah there's in the one world that of, in and out yeah in the world of uh of like auto blogs and like spy shots there's like a really high level of con- like there's a there's a bunch of spy shots of the new Porsche 911 which people su- suggest that they're going to make a hybrid 911 as their next uh, flagship sports car and there's been like a handful of them spotted at the Nürburgring and all the articles I'm reading are like yeah this is going to launch in 2023 hmm I'm like, what? There's okay, that seems like a really fast mm-hmm. turnaround mm-hmm. which is like they're testing a like a spy kitted camouflage version of it now and by the time they ship it in three four months they'll be finished testing it'll be mm. good to go and that seems to have a super high degree of confidence why isn't cybertruck in that because because it's tesla i don't think yeah. that they're gonna i agree if they're gonna build up the hype even more Elon i don't think says, even if it's ready they're not gonna release you think this, this is more of a marketing yes play. and i think I it'll think be so ready too. to go maybe early next year if that's the case but i don't mm. think they're gonna be like we got it okay good ship it. it might even be an opportunity for like 
people to pre-order more like elon to be like yeah just like they're like oh uh, if we just put them in the wild people will think maybe it's actually going to come out soon and so people get back on and pre-order so they can lock in their pricing or whatever hmm. yeah that's a good angle I, I like that possibility it's, yeah. it's definitely like i don't think we saw this much public testing with any previous tesla because model 3 was kind of a surprise development and model s gets a refresh once in a blue moon. Yeah. So it's like, this is a unique instance where they could totally just use it for marketing. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So we'll between that and the Roadster. Roadster, I've just given up hope. I think they just <clears throat> never started developing that again. I'm not going to say never. I think there's a drawing on a meeting room whiteboard somewhere. <laughs> and I think that counts as development. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Uh, I think Franz, we'll feel see, free to prove me wrong, bro. We'll see the little quad that they drove into the Cybertruck before we see the road. <laughs> that is a hot take. That the, is a hot take. The Cyber Quad or whatever. Cyber Quad called. definitely doesn't come out. That's funny. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's a good bet. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's like I think this whole uh, NECS thing insanely good for tesla because they basically get to become the gas station like it's kind of a small it's a very smart play to have the best infrastructure and then release a car and then everyone buys the, that car because they're the only ones with the good infrastructure mm -hmm. but once you've like saturated the market enough where so many people have teslas it's such a household name they're bigger than every other car company by far yeah then you can be like okay like we've sold i mean we're still going to sell cars but like We've kind of like, we're sort of plateauing a little bit. So then switch over to be becoming the gas pump. Because now you can like, even with the Magic Dock, you know, you have the Tesla app, you can pay Tesla for yeah. energy. Again, subscribers, tons of people have been wanting to use that networking. Now you just have a price tag and you just let it loose. Mm -hmm. And then now yeah. they get the licensing from MNACS, which is going to be basically the standard. Yeah. They get the gas, the electricity money from like everyone that's charging from like, they're going to be there. That company is going to the moon. They finally have money. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they can develop like a sports car <laughs> or something. That'd be cool. Like one that they showed off uh, seven years ago. Yeah. 2017. God, that's the <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. It's never happening. Um, oh, man. Okay. Well, we can end it at that. I think that's uh, that's probably a good bet. I don't know if we have any any stakes for this bet, but uh I'm the only one on my side of it, so that, let's not make it too crazy. Yeah, you're you stand alone. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's um, do let's do trivia. Let's finish it up. I have two whiteboards because I have Andrews. Oh, I've got one over here. Oh, I need one of those markers. Well, oh, okay. You have one over there. Actually, give me the other one. I'll give you a marker for a whiteboard. Okay. While they uh, get their whiteboards out, Adam and I have an important trivia announcement to make, and that is, we need your help. We have a uh, very exciting trivia special coming out in the next few weeks. But before we can make that episode, we need to know how you feel about tech stuff. So if you go on uh, the Waveform Twitter, if you go in our Discord, the Waveform ch like channel in the MKBHD Discord, you'll see a link to a Google form. Um, fill it out if you have a few minutes. It doesn't take that much time at all. It's pretty simple questions. But it will... Uh, make our next trivia episode even more fun. Can I mean, we reveal smarts, but also a lot of data? Can we reveal the format? I think that would be fun. We, we, uh, we can reveal the format, but I don't know how to do it because Jono was like, you can't use the We're words. We're not going to get sued. All right, without using the words, do you guys know that game show <laughs> where Steve 
the guy Harvey, with the mustache points at oh, the wait, board and sorry. goes, we asked 100 people what they think of this. Survey says, yeah, so we're going to do something like that. Yeah. We just need those people to say the things yeah. about tech. We asked 100, we asked, it's honestly going to be thousands of MKBHD fans. Mm-hmm. Survey or... Uh, we can say survey, survey says. Probably, We're right? not going to get that? sued, y'all. Survey says. Look, yeah. Mustache Man knows people. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to say. There's so many pirated clips of that show on anywhere. I was, I don't remember where I was yesterday. I was somewhere. Oh, I was in a restaurant and Family Feud was playing on the big TV. And for like the four minutes that I was watching. Oh, wait, not Family Feud. Uh, no, fam- no. You, family Fight. That's just different. That's the Family Fight is the one in It's Always Sunny. Anyway, sorry. Oh, just anyway. Keep yeah. Anymore. So I was playing on the TV and. I didn't see anyone like guessing questions or anything. It was just Steve Harvey like dancing with one of the like people from the from one of the families. Oh, people love his outtakes. The entire time they were just like dancing. That's the really beauty weird. of Steve Harvey as a game show host is when he needs to, he can just be like a hawk about the rules and yeah. just be like, "We're here to play the game." And then other times he's just like messing around. This is my show, and I'm going to use my 30 minutes how I want. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was weird. honestly he's he's a game show maestro. As a producer yeah. of this show, I, I look up to Steve Harvey immensely, and the team. Shout and out to the only team. that way. Hopefully, yeah. If you're a lawyer from CBS, <laughs> yeah. please don't come after us. Yeah. Okay, CBS, TBS, <laughs> ABC, SHMBS. Anyway, it. it's going to be fun. If you uh, answer the questionnaire, uh, there's a link on Twitter. It will be on our discord as well show notes um but yeah so that way we can go like survey says and then we have like a lot of data a lot of smarts and also a lot of data that bell sound for sure all right so score of this trivia round oh boy so far marquez has 19 andrew has 18 david in the lead with 23 (laughs) damn go baby (laughs) Uh, I needed like a game show to catch up. (laughs) First question. Twitch is wildly popular for gaming streamers. True. (laughs) YouTube gaming was launched in 2015, but when was it discontinued and imported into regular YouTube? You will get one point for the year, another point for the month. I You do I, not look confident, Marquez. My train of thought is I have a brand a freight train, meaning it's very slow Ow. to get started. But once it's going, I can't really change it. And boy is it full of good stuff. Yeah. Hopefully. It doesn't catch fire. It interrupts traffic everywhere. Spells chem- chem- chemicals everywhere. Anyway. Okay. Oh, we both said twenty seventeen. Both said twenty seventeen. Uh, okay. I said March. I said January. Ah, All right. Wow. Great, great, great. Oh, was it twenty sixteen? It was twenty eighteen. It lasted. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it might have been twenty eighteen. I almost guessed twenty nineteen, so I wouldn't have gotten either. I'll ask Andrew later, and we'll cut him in here. That's it. You got your answer. Yeah, I think so. Flip it and read. Twenty eighteen. Correct. Twenty eighteen. For one extra point, do you know the month? August. September. So close. But you got a point. Nice. Yeah, let's go. Three years for a Google product that is pointless is pretty good. <laughs> like, the Google products that are good um, usually like last at least years. one more year. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway. Uh, all right. Question number two. WWDC wasn't always called WWDC. It's going to be the weird answer, isn't it? Before that. I'm just writing Geico now. Was it called <laughs> A, the Macintosh Developers World Gathering, MDWG, B, Apple Independent Software Developers Conference, the AISDC, C, the Santa Clara Developers Symposium, SCDS, or D, the Global Electronic and Information Coders Open House, Geico. Oh, open House. <laughs> oh, it's one of the two. Oh, uh, I know it is. I think I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident. Does ever does mm, when you're making a trivia question? Does anyone ever make A the answer? It's kind of like when you're answering multiple choice on a, a quiz. Like, is it ever you just a? by a rule always say like C or B? Like B, yeah, or D. On a, the SATs, isn't there? Mm. It's either a, the answer is either A or B, unless I'm wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I said A. I said MDWG, which is A, I think. No, Dang, yeah, it's B. I don't remember what that was, but it's B. Correct. That's, two points. Okay. Two for two. Was the first one, were you trying to mess me up with MDW? Yes. Good. Well, this was Alice's question. It. So, one, we wanted to mess you up. And two, I don't know if you noticed, but D spells out Geico. <laughs> oh, I did not notice that. It's, they stopped saying Apple or like Mac related things. So, yeah. I figured I wanted to keep it with that. But the first one being MDW. Mm. New Jerseyans called Memorial Day weekend MDW. It's oh, like I did not bigger know that. than like July 4th, I feel like in Jersey. Interesting. But that's what I was like, that's a joke. <laughs> I think it's a joke, but not intended, but sure. Let's go. You know, it was worth getting my entire vacation canceled and ruined for me to come in and go two for two on trivia this week. So <laughs> take the lead against hopefully, Marquez. Hopefully the rest of the episode was good without me, but um, you know, come in clutch here when I can. It's a B. It was B, the Apple Independent Software Developers Conference. I do it. <laughs> Sorry. John, I almost wrote that. I cannot <gasps> believe you guys didn't pick Geico. That's cr- I wanted to. <laughs> I wrote it first, but I crossed it out. When uh, Adam and I wrote this question, we decided Geico should be an answer and then spent so much time in the thesaurus <laughs> trying to make it work. What was what Open was B again? Like, it was... The Apple Independent Software Developers yeah, Conference. That's actually... Okay, that makes more sense. My reasoning was that at the time that this started, Mac was probably the only thing you could develop for applications for. But because like that the i mean on the ipod you couldn't make applications for the ipod well this was also 1983 yeah it was the first one it was like there the, wasn't the, an ipod only the mac then. was out oh, oh i see yeah. what you mean that's why i thought it was but yeah the, uh, the mac came out in 1984 oh because so, it had the famous commercial 1984 won't be no like that was that was that wasn't the first mac though they had like the lisa they made the that, 1984 but the lisa is not a mac it's the lisa oh good point do they not even have the mac name interesting i'm pretty sure the lisa came out in 83 i'm pretty sure that the 84 apple release was was like the the first what products did they have that you could develop for at that time they had the lisa they had the apple II. they had so i shouldn't have put mac in the name of course because i was thinking like if you wanted to scale for an x period of time you need to have it ambiguous enough that it's just like we are developing things yeah not it's connected yeah. to a product. So I shouldn't have said A, but I've, yeah. But we did. Anyway, I did. <laughs> that's yeah, that's I did. the thing we did. That's okay. I'll ah! maintain my lead, but 
just not be even more maintaining it, you know. That's okay. I don't think Andrew's gonna get that one. I'm fine. I'm okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh we'll we'll run those by Andrew and see if he gets them right. But until the next episode, thanks for watching. And uh we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Waveform is a <laughs> Waveform is produced by Adam. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, what? That's how it starts, right? Okay. Waveform is produced. <laughs> <laughs> Waveform is produced by Adam Alita and Ellis Roven. We are partnered with the Vox Media Podcast Network and our intro-outro music. Is that not what he said? It's a part of the Vox Media. <clears throat> Waveform He's is produced by, by Ellis Roven and Adam Molina. That's we backwards. are part of the... It's Adam Molina and Ellis Roven. Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Roven. We are part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Network. <laughs> <laughs> Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> <clears throat> Waveform is produced by Adam... Waveform... <laughs> This is this throwing me off. I can't point. Away from us, produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Roven. We are part of the Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro outro music is created by oh, Vane Sill. Wait, is created in it, or is it just by? Vane That's Sill? good enough.